From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Rob Nice, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Rob Nice. Welcome, welcome to the weekend edition of the Black and Blue Report. Hello, everyone. It's Rob Nice here with you. And I know when you hear my voice, it's normally Friday, and, and we are previewing the next Saints game. But they are on a bye week, a much-needed bye week this weekend, and uh, they come back next weekend to play the Buffalo Bills. It's the return of the black and gold to, to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. So what do we do with the weekend without Saints football? Well, LSU will take on Ole Miss. And uh, just to look at the top ten watch, right now they're at number six. And Clemson plays Florida State tomorrow. Whoever wins that game, they probably will stay or move up a little bit because of the ranking of the game. But LSU will move up regardless if they beat Ole Miss because somebody has to lose in that top five. And then, of course, they have that game with Alabama lurking uh, down the road for the Tigers. So they can kind of control their own destiny. And I think the way it works, if you beat a team like Alabama that's number one or number two, I, I do see LSU in that number two spot if they can uh, continue on the winning streak and get back on the winning track. A great game against Florida, even though the score didn't reflect it. They played great defense, and, and it showed right there. And just all you have to do is look at a Les Miles uh, post-game press conference to see his passion about that game. Uh, on the NFL side, the Indianapolis Colts will be taking on the Denver Broncos. It's the return of Peyton Manning, his first time returning to Indianapolis uh, since joining the Broncos. And uh, he brought the city a... a, a a championship. Uh, he turned around that franchise. It's going to be very interesting to see the welcome that he gets on the field when he returns as a member of the Denver Broncos. And Tulane football, they are 5-2, and two, one game away from being bowl eligible. They are off this week. They are also on the bye week. And when they come back, they face Tulsa to see if they can win that one more game. The, the Tulane Greenway faithful, they are on bowl watch. In college football, if you win six games, you become bowl eligible. And Tulane at 5-2 and two have a great chance to win uh, that, that one game and become bowl eligible. In Conference USA, there's a couple bowl games. Uh, one is in New Orleans, the, the uh, and it looks like down the road, if things work out, there's the Hawaii Bowl, but there's also the New Orleans Bowl to where Tulane may be facing uh, ULL, and that would just absolutely pack out the Mercedes Superdome. I have a feeling that game would be a sellout to see the Green Wave taking on the Raging Cajuns. Now, speaking of Peyton Manning and, and that uh, big game this weekend in Indianapolis, we have a great show today. We're going to be interviewing Benjamin Hockman from the Denver Post. He'll preview this weekend's matchup as Peyton Manning uh, takes on Andrew Luck in the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Rick Bozick. He's in Lexington, and he'll be covering the big game this weekend. Anthony Davis, New Orleans Pelicans, they are going home for AD because the University of Kentucky is right there. And John Wall, who's a former member of the Wildcats as well, will be bringing his Washington Wizards to town. So it will kind of be like an alumni game, but on the NBA side, uh, Rick will tell us more about that matchup. And Joe Myers, the only guy who I know who has a, a deep voice 24 hours a day, he will sit in here and talk about the upcoming season for the New Orleans Pelicans. He is the play-by-play -play announcer on Fox Sports New Orleans. So we got a great show coming your way. Don't move. The weekend edition of the Black and Blue Report continues next.
Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans as we tip off the 2013-14 season. With the release of our five-game flex plan presented by Mannings, we have a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $45 and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. And with the purchase of every plan, you will receive a free $25 Mannings gift card while supplies last. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, the weekend edition. It's Rob Nice here, and on the line, we got a big game that's coming up, and we're going to talk about it right now. Uh, Anthony Davis makes his return to Lexington, Kentucky. We have Rick Bozich on the line to talk more about that matchup. How's it going, Rick? It's going well, Rob. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Now, in Lexington, big game. Uh, Anthony Davis, uh, Darius Miller, who, who may or may not see action, he, he's uh, returning uh, from an injury. But uh, John Wall returns from the Washington Wizards. How big are, are they anticipating this game in Lexington? Oh, you know, it's huge. This is a big weekend in Lexington. Friday night is the start of, uh, well, they've already practiced this Midnight Madness, which is always a uh, packed house at Rupp Arena for Kentucky. Uh, they have the top recruits in, and so they can – show people the future on Friday, and they can celebrate the past on Saturday. And, and no guys do that better. John Wall's a guy who helped John Calipari get it going the first year uh, when he came in in the 2009-2010 season. And Kentucky was uh, number one for most of the year. Then obviously Anthony Davis, uh, the best player really of the, of the Cal era here, and he brought that national championship down to New Orleans two seasons ago. Yeah, what are your thoughts on AD and his progression that he's made so far in the NBA? I love him. I think he's going to be a perennial all-star. Uh, he's such a smart player, and he's smart uh, not in terms of not only in terms of of how he plays, but emotionally. I, I watched him play all year at Kentucky, and then part of the year last year when I could on TV, and never gets too high, never gets too down on himself. He just keeps playing, and uh, that's a skill. And that was critical to that Kentucky team because all the pressure built up on them after a while to win a national championship, and he handled it. Uh, he handled it great. Now, when Anthony Davis first uh, got on my radar, from a personal standpoint, it was this guy can block every single shot. He's on on uh, on pace to break every single uh, shot blocking record in the NCAA. And I started watching, and I didn't see the emotion, the 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 fiery raw emotion. I mean, you you saw him every single game. I saw it during the national championship game, and I was like, okay, th this guy is definitely going to be the number one overall pick. But when did you first see uh, his his potential to to make that leap to the NBA? from being at Kentucky? Yeah, early on in his career at Kentucky, I mean, they played a very good schedule uh, that, that first year. Cal Perry tested him, and uh, I know they played the, the rivalry game with Louisville, and he was right there in the middle going toe-to-toe -to -toe with, a, with a really good Louisville team that won the national championship the next year. And uh, what he does so well on defense is he now, he, he's a controlled shot blocker. He's not just one of those guys who tries to make it on ESPN by swatting it about eight rows up into the seats. He really does try and block the ball in positions where some of his guys on his team can pick it up and turn it into to transition fast uh, fast break points. 
and that's a skill. And as I said, he's came back to the national championship game against Kansas when he was going against Thomas Robinson. I mean, he didn't have a great game offensively, but he was still voted the uh, most outstanding player in the Final Four because of the way he controlled that game defensively, and that's what I think he'll continue to do in the NBA. Now that national championship game was played at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Now on the other side, there's John Wall for the Washington Wizards. Uh, he's been banged up a little bit in, in early on in his career. Uh, do you see him uh, becoming the player that, that he was at Kentucky in terms of uh, following up all the hype? Because he definitely did that one year in Kentucky, but do you see him doing that in the NBA? It's tougher to evaluate. Uh, John Wall hasn't been healthy, and he's on a team that's been bad for for years. I mean, they, they just—it's sort of really the most jinxed team in the NBA. And I've got some more help with Brad Beal, and I know that they, they, they've got a lot of optimism this year. And John Wall is, I think, actually uh, promised a, a, a playoff spot. And he signed a max contract, and the Wizards are, are all in on him. They pushed all the chips in the center of the table and say, "Yeah, this guy's going to change." Uh, the way this franchise is viewed. I love Wall uh, as an offensive point guard. What I want to see him do more, though, is, is run a team. I don't think his strength has ever been uh, setting other people up. He's a guy who looks like he's always trying to get to the rim. I think that's one reason he gets hurt, because he takes a, lot of, takes a lot of contact. So uh, I, I think he's going to be a guy who will make an all-star team eventually, but um, I, I'm not sure he's going to be one of the absolute elite point guards in the NBA. Okay, and and when you talk about uh, Lexington and Kentucky and the tradition, when Anthony Davis left, there there was the uh, quote unquote the second coming uh, with Nerlens Noel, and uh, he he didn't fare out too well because he he had that 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 season ending injury. But who's next for 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 the the fans of Lexington and and uh, uh, the Wildcat Nation? Who who's the I, I understand that they have an incredible recruiting class, but who's that one player that you would say okay he he may be one and done or he may not be around too long. That's easy. It's Julius Randle. Uh, people talk about Andrew Wiggins, who was on the cover of Sports Illustrated last week, being the best freshman of the country. I think Julius Randle might be better, and I'll tell you the why. Because he's got uh, a more ready for college basketball, more ready for NBA body. I mean, he is a man. I was at uh, with some college coaches yesterday, and a couple of them said that uh, his body reminded him of, of LeBron James. He's a better player on the block. Uh, he's He's a fierce competitor, so remember that name, Julius Randle. He will be no worse than the uh, third pick in the NBA draft next year. No worse. We shall see that. Well, Rick Bozich, you're uh, from uh, Lexington. Your, your thoughts about the matchup this weekend? Who do you see coming out on top, even though it's preseason action? Do, do you see anybody uh, doing anything special or AD just uh, pulling out some point guard plays to show Cal that he can shoot the rock a little bit? <laughs> I'm never going to go against Anthony Davis. That guy is a winner. Uh, I think you, you and New Orleans are lucky to have him, and he's a guy you can build your franchise with. And I, I think the Pelicans have a good chance to make the playoffs this year. If they can, if they can stay healthy, I know the Western Conference is tough, but if they can stay healthy, uh, I think they could sneak in maybe and get that last playoff spot. Well, he said it. He said it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Rick Bozich, you can follow him on Twitter. It's at Rick Bozich, and I do believe it's R-I-C-K-B-O-Z-I-C-H. That's correct. All right, check him out on Twitter, and we will see you this uh, tomorrow in, in Lexington for the game that's tipping off at 6 p.m., and you can listen to it 105.3 WWL if you're listening in New Orleans. Rick Bozich, ladies and gentlemen, from WDRB, sports journalist in Louisville. He covered Anthony Davis at his time in Lexington. When we return, Sean Kelly will have a special guest on the Black and Blue Report.
What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region, including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great. Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. And we are back with the weekend edition of the Black and Blue Report. It's Rob Nice here with you. And Sean Kelly got a chance to catch up with Benjamin Hockman from the Denver Post uh, to preview what I would call the game of the week, the matchup with the Denver Broncos versus the Indianapolis Colts. Sean? One of the uh, columnists for the Denver Post, by the way, has ties here to New Orleans. Former times Picayune writer Benjamin Hockman joins us for the first time on the Black and Blue Report. And uh, the marquee matchup this weekend, perhaps in the NFL, involves a team that Ben covers on nearly a daily basis. First of all, Ben, uh, congratulations on your promotion and new uh, title as columnist with the Denver Post. And I know that a lot of folks here in New Orleans miss you. Yeah, it's a pretty grown-up thing being a columnist. I, I, I tell people I'm uh, just like Peter Finney, except shorter and Jewisher. This is true, uh, very much so. Um, and, and at times, funnier. Uh, sometimes Pete can get you a good one, but uh, generally I found that, that you have a pretty good sense of humor, Ben. Uh, that's nice to say. No, Pete, Pete Finney is a mentor of mine, an idol of mine. I remember I was 22 years old, straight out of the University of Missouri, and uh, Doug Tatum and David Meeks, sports editors, hired me at, at Times Picayune. Peter Finney, this icon, was so nice to me, and, and uh, he, Denver, excuse me, New Orleans uh, sports fans should be lucky to have him. No doubt, and Denver fans are now lucky to have you, and that brings us to the Broncos, who will play the Colts on Sunday night football. And, uh, Ben, this is a fun one as far as, uh, as you know, you and I are concerned because there's lots of things to talk about with regard to this football game. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean right away. I mean, let's take, let's take names off the, off the jerseys. We, we got two awesome teams going, going at it on, on prime time. All right, let's put the names on the jerseys. Manning versus Luck. I mean, it's just an unreal storyline, basically. And we all know the story. And then, and then let's not forget this little fun fact. Uh, Archie Manning. And Oliver Luck, the two fathers, they were actually teammates for the Houston Oilers in the early 80s. I did not know that. That's very nicely done there. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you, my friend. Uh, Dan, uh, ben, what is, uh, what is uh, the, the Peyton Manning mood, if you will, going into this weekend? Has he talked much about it this week in Denver? Yeah, I mean, I mean the questions come come at him. I mean, that's, that's how it is. And this, this is the big one. And everyone circled this one on the calendar. But this for Peyton Manning, and, and New Orleans fans know him either from watching him grow up or watching him uh, play the Saints, uh, be the hero and the, the icon in, in football that he is, when we know that he is so focused. He works harder than every quarterback. You hear the cliches, 110%. And he is focused on one thing, and it's bigger than just returning to the city he used to play. Of course, that's going to be a factor. How could it not be? He's a human being. But knowing Peyton Manning the way I, we know him is that he's approaching this not as my homecoming. He's approaching it as, the hardest opponent we're going to face, 
thus far in the season, and we have to make sure we're ready because we were not perfect against Jacksonville, and if we're not pretty perfect against Indianapolis, we'll lose a big game. Jim Irsay, the uh, owner of the Colts, made some interesting comments this <laughs> week about the uh, Peyton Manning or maybe even more specifically the Bill Polian era in Indianapolis. How's that playing out in Denver, and maybe more specifically, has there, uh, has there been any reaction whatsoever from Peyton? Well, what's, what's most interesting is, is beyond Peyton is, is John Fox, the coach of the Broncos, and here's why. He is the most vanilla quote on the record uh, in town. Uh, he goes out of his way to not say anything. And, and you can understand why you're an NFL coach, why reveal any information that could theoretically help the other team. Blah, blah, blah. We get it. But on Tuesday, John Fox kind of blasted off. He was, he was out of character. And he went after Ursa, saying it was disrespectful, saying it was out of line, saying it was inaccurate. So just to see John Fox do that uh, makes you realize uh, how powerful and uh, infuriating those Jim Ursa comments were. Ben, with regard to the Broncos' season in general, and I know there's a long, long way to go, but the general feeling right now is that Denver's the class of the AFC. Is it, is it that clear to you that Denver's poised to return itself to maybe some of the, the glory years under John Elway? I mean, it's easy to say it right now. I mean, no, no offense in, the, in that small of a sample size, six games, has done as well as this team has putting up in the 40s almost every game uh, and also flirting in the 50s. But the fact is they have some problems on defense. Uh, their secondary is good, not great. But here's the thing. Von Miller, arguably a top three defensive player in football, he returns from the suspension for this game against Indianapolis. That's not just going to help uh, – the front line is going to help the secondary because he's going to penetrate, he's going to rattle quarterbacks, he's going to hurry throws, and, and that's going to mean more success for the secondary that's been struggling. But basically, look, I mean, yeah, they're 6-0. It's really exciting, right? Kansas City 6-0 too. you got to win the games on your schedule. And I think we'll know a lot more about Denver in this uh, three-week stretch later in the season when they play Kansas City, New England, Kansas City. Very nice. One more thing before I let you go. The game on Sunday night is all said and done. If you were the editor at the Denver Post – Write the headline for me that you think we would see on Monday morning. Oh, man. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to go uh, Peyton wins in the house he built. I like it. We'll go All with right. that. With the, uh, Saints, with the Saints off this weekend, a lot of eyeballs will be on the Denver Broncos at the Indianapolis Colts. And, of course, we thank Benjamin Hockman from the Denver Post for joining us. Ben, take care. We'll see you soon. Hey, man, drinking a beer for me down there. I we, miss it. We sure will. Thanks a lot, guys. When we return, Joel Myers, play-by-play announcer for Fox Sports New Orleans and the New Orleans Pelicans, will sit in the studio when the Black and Blue Report returns. Hey there. What you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, What? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. 
Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com. Your first stop when following your teams. The Black and Blue Report continues now. And just in case you don't know, it is the weekend. It is Friday. So I hope everyone unwinds and has a great weekend. But we're not done yet. Uh, I have to talk to somebody who's, uh, whose voice never changes. And I understood it's been like this since maybe the fifth or sixth grade. Uh, Joel Myers, the play-by-play announcer for Fox Sports New Orleans. Seen him all over the place on TV. And he's co- covered NBA teams uh, and, and been just around for, for years. And, and just to me, it, it's... I, don't, I wouldn't call you the legend, man, but it's like the myth, the man, you're like right here. Sounds like I'm older than Methuselah. <laughs> See that? I don't even know what Methuselah is. So, I mean, that, that puts a little age to it. But how are you, man? I'm very good and looking forward to the season. Can't wait for the season. I wish it started yesterday. Yes. I am that excited about the season. I, I mean, I've been talking to everybody about Anthony and Drew and the potential. And uh, there's a lot of good things ahead. Everybody stays healthy, knock on wood. A lot of exciting times. And and more than anything else, entertaining basketball. I know the guys were trying last year. Um, you can be a losing team, and you can also entertain. Last year, it just didn't have the pace of the race and the rhythm. It just wasn't there. It's It's got the potential for that this year. And, and we, we get a chance to check out practice, and, and, and just from the stuff that we don't even get to see, the, the ball boys and, and the trainers are like, listen, AD is is right. is 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 uh, coming into his own right now, and and I listen and believe their passion when they say this because uh, I've I've heard it before when they when they talk about NBA players and developing. But he came in and, and uh, came in bigger. That he has the uh, the the what the beginnings of Dwight Howard shoulders. That's what I call them. Uh, but everything's getting bigger on him. His shoulders, his arms, and, and more importantly. The, the mental toughness is coming back this year, if, if you would agree or if, if you have seen that so far in the preseason. But Anthony Davis just looks ready. Well, and he made the commitment. you got to remember what he did in the offseason. You talked about bulking up, but also locking the elbow in and working on his jump shot and taking the time in the gym. Uh, it's just the perseverance that he's already displayed, and he's so young. That's the best part about it all. That he's 20. He's, well, and he's matured. He saw the, what he needs to do and what it takes to be a real efficient pro. He saw that last year. So this offseason, he took the time and the commitment, the discipline. Um, it's going to be – This is. I, I said, you know, you can be a losing team and only have 27, but you can also be entertaining. This is a winning team now. Yeah. Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday together, Tyreek Evans, I'll go down, Eric Gordon healthy. There are weapons here. There are options here, and there's spacing. And, and I get a kick out of the way people brought up, well, why did they make this move? Why did they make that move? Anthony Davis is why they made all those moves, for proper spacing on the floor. Uh, people don't look at the big picture, the, the overall landscape, like all of us do here in New Orleans that watch this team and care about this team and, and see what they do regularly. It's all about AD. And they were really good decisions Dell Demps made. And uh, one of the things that, that head coach Monty Williams said when he first uh, saw Drew Holiday, which was in Vegas uh, for Team USA, he said, I didn't know how big he was. And, and when he says that, it, he's not – he's 6'3", six, 6'4", six, you know, he's standing around uh, that height. But he didn't know how big he was until he was with them in person to see that when you have the – it used to be – you had to be a big point guard to 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 uh, go up against a Chauncey Billups, but now there's there's the, the Russell Westbrooks and 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 Chris Paul is still standing uh, at a bigger size, but he's not the tallest person. Drew Holiday can guard the one or the two and, and still body a a point guard uh, at any given moment on a defensive end. 
but he also can blow by you, and he has a jump shot. I, I think the difference between what we've had in the past is we got the size and we've got the mental aspect because he's gone up a, against some great point guards in the Eastern Conference. He switches over to the West where there still are some great point guards, but I think uh, a lot of people will be surprised at how well he can hold his own. Well, and also how well he can defend. That's the best part of it. Uh, he's a cover guard. He can stay in front of That's other That's the guards. name I was looking for, cover guard. And, well, you got to remember, the Pelicans last year – gave up 47%. Their field goal percentage defense was abysmal. It was 47% that the opposition shot uh, during the season. That's because your first line of defense is your lead guard. And if your lead guard can't stay in front of his man, it all is in scramble mode. It breaks down. And i got to put out this one, too. I'm not objective when it comes to Drew Holiday. I've known Drew since he was in the eighth grade. He's, got, he's from a great family. I know his mom and dad. I mean, my son won a state title with him. Uh, Drew Holiday is really a quality person. So it also brings the culture of your locker room to another level. When you bring in a guy that's that committed and feels so strong about his own game, he's really comfortable in where he's at right now in his career. So you got Drew Holiday. Anthony Morrow is a culture guy. He's a great kid. Good locker room guy. Anthony Davis, we already know. Jason Smith. Ryan Anderson. So... As Del Demp said to me a long time ago, we don't need jerks. When I was working at NBA TV. <laughs> High character this, guys. That's yeah, what they he call doesn't them. want any jerks. And it's very similar to the culture that San Antonio has had ever since. David Robinson, Tim Duncan, they're bringing guys that fit their culture. And that's what's developing right now with the Pelicans. And I think what they're taking too, and Drew Holiday said it when I interviewed him uh, a couple of weeks ago, they take stuff from the New Orleans Saints. And, and when they go into the cafeteria, it, it's like a big college campus here. They take demeanor from them. And, and they already walk in knowing that that from Drew Holiday, who's the quarterback of the offense, uh, so to speak, on the basketball end, he says he sees Drew Brees and he, and he knows that he's the champion. He knows that uh, right. he carries himself uh, in a professional manner, even if he's eating lunch. And he follows that suit to where there's no uh, loud and obnoxious guys uh, carrying out from the locker room into the lunchroom. It, it's, uh, I would call it a big family here. And, and everybody's following big brother, so to speak. Well, as you say, how healthy is the situation? It's, it's amazing. It's the only situation where you can say there's an NBA and NFL franchise on the same ground. And, and the, the, uh, the football guys are way bigger. Well, <laughs> and, but Drew Holiday can go downstairs and walk across the parking lot and have lunch with Drew Brees. He can. That is really strong. He's told me he no can, every time I ask Drew. But, well, and yeah. to exchange ideas. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that really makes sense because they're playing at such a high level. Uh, I don't care if it's a different sport. Yeah. They can talk about situations and, and relate to each other in a lot of different ways. This is true. Now, the matchup this Saturday, I know we can't hold you too long because uh, we know you have things to do getting ready for the season, but this matchup has I Anthony Davis wait. returning to Lexington. Uh, it, it's it's versus John Wall and the Washington Wizards. Uh, what are your thoughts about this matchup? And then your thoughts on how that's going to carry on into them having a successful preseason into the regular season. Well, Washington wants to run, too. So it's kind of an interesting transition game. But it's just the preseason, and that's why I, I don't want anybody to get go overboard regarding the preseason. What the coaches can find out is who works well together, combinations, get familiar with each other, uh, especially your regulars that haven't been together, like Drew Holiday with an Anthony Davis, where he'll give them a look, and then there's the lob on the other side, or I'm going to go to the strong side, the weak side, that that silent communication. So that's what's good about going there and facing possibly another transition team. Because let's face it, the Pelicans should be 
a transition team this year. They should be an up-tempo team. They should score this year. 94 points a game? Come on. That is not going to happen this year. It's uh, 103 so far in the preseason. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's that... why I say 94. Yeah. Uh, and it, let's face it, they couldn't do anything about it because that was the personnel. So it dictated it last year, 94 a game. Uh, Robin Lopez, good center to protect the rim, but he's not a transition center. He yeah. couldn't get up and down the floor, whereas Drew is a glider. Drew Holiday, Gravis Vasquez, solid assist man, uh, but he's not a, a pace of the race kind of change of pace guard that comes in and all of a sudden it's a push and a big thing i think that fans will see is, is that the interior passing uh will, will be uh, upgraded it, it already has been upgraded with drew holiday and tyreek evans and they, there has been some turnover so far but you've seen the numbers go down more and more each game with drew who's he's like okay well i need to put the ball here i i can't bounce past it here i can't go up in the air and leave my feet a passer those things are what you have the preseason four and i'm just excited right. i'm excited october 30th at the new orleans arena have you seen the new building yet no i first of all i love the i don't want to leave the practice facility man. <laughs> that is the second largest practice facility in the nba well i think we would need a couple more seats to have some games there uh but i it, know but uh, i I'm, I'm comfortable over there i'm ready for the arena don't get me wrong yeah but I it's, it's beautiful to take a step up in yes. class the way they did during the off season yeah. make the commitment and now, for recruiting purposes, when there's free agents down the road to have a facility like that, and you bring them over here, and there's the Saints grounds, and it's it's the perfect scenario all the way around. And it's one of the most high-tech uh, practice facilities in the NBA. His fingerprint scan works, so I'm going to go with you, Joel Myers. Uh, <laughs> we will see you on Fox Sports New Orleans for the first game, October 30th, when David West returns with that revamp. If you can get any better, that Indiana Pacer team, thank you for stopping in and hanging out in Studio B for the Black and Blue Report. I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you. We'll be back to wrap things up after this. At Beau Rivage, our team members love to watch you win. Play the Great Outdoors giveaway. Win your share of $150,000 in free play and prizes. Everyone loves free play. You could win a Jeep Grand Cherokee, Yamaha boat, and more. So much to win. Prize drawing Saturday, October 26th. Don't forget your MLife card. Beau Rivage, you belong at the Beau. See MLife desk for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-777-9696. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win. But here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well-fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. The Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. And we are back to wrap up the Black and Blue Report. Rob Nice have had a ball today, and I know it's the bye week for the New Orleans Saints, but plenty to do tomorrow. Here's what you do. Well, tonight, actually, you can check out uh, some high school football. There's tons of talent in the state of Louisiana. Just ride around and just look for the big lights and just sit in. It doesn't matter if you know the team. doesn't matter if you know who's playing. Just sit there and watch some football. Tomorrow, big games, of course, with LSU and uh, Florida State and Clemson. Be sure to check out those games and check out the rankings afterwards because if LSU handles their business, then I'm sure there'll be some shuffling of the numbers. And then Sunday, uh, if you're keeping up with the NFC South, uh, Tampa will take on Atlanta. 
So that, that gives the Saints another chance to uh, widen that gap in the division because they take care of their own uh, with that game. Somebody has to lose that one. And Carolina will take on the St. Louis Rams. Pretty excited to see Tavon Austin. I think I'm going to watch that game too. Tavon Austin, he, he hasn't been let loose yet. He, he's uh, had a chance to kind of uh, do his thing on the field, but they're experimenting with new things and just a big fan of, of Tavon Austin. I, I may watch that game just to see. Not of Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. Interested to see how he and Steve Smith, that, that whole scenario will play out. But uh, if you're not watching that game, Indianapolis and the Denver Broncos. I, I'm not sure who to pick with that game. I, I, I think I may go with Andrew Luck because the momentum and the crowd noise and, and just the, uh, the the occasion. I think Andrew Luck rises up and and, and this uh, kind of is his statement game uh, against Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos. We'd like to thank all of our guests for stopping through. Joel Myers, as always, just drink some tea, man. That, that deep voice, we got to do something about it. Uh, uh, my man Rick, uh, we're talking about the big game this weekend in Lexington. It's a 6 o'clock tip-off. Uh, you can listen to it on 1 5.3 WWL. Sean Kelly will have the call on there. And we would also like to thank Benjamin Hockman for his coverage from the Denver Post and previewing the game. Daniel Salison, producer Dan, he will be in the saddle tomorrow for the best of show. And we'll see you Monday uh, to preview the Saints game as they return to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. We'll talk about that matchup versus the Buffalo Bills. That's a wrap here from Studio B. Hope you guys have an incredible weekend. That's a wrap for the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.